0: Ilyx and Sketch were still locked up, and Illex endured more torture from their captor.
1: Who has the information?
2: Oh, the information, um, uh, let's see, uh,
1: that, that, that would be, um, uh, what did we call your mom again? And he will put your pinky finger in the, uh, in the cigar cutter, and he will just snap it shut. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
3: Jesus! <laughs>
0: Lotus, Ivo, and Jason went to the nearest clinic, and Lotus got his leg wound patched up.
1: She'll go over and type a few things into a, um, into a holographic computer terminal on the side, and, uh, then these limbs will start to whirr for a little while, and after 15, 20 minutes, you feel right as rain. Like, there is no wound, just a little kind of pink puckered scar, um where the wound
0: was on your leg. Then they stopped at a gold arm dealer to purchase an additional gun.
3: Got an old hunting rifle, and boy, those deer run faster than they used to, it seems, right? Yes, those moon deer.
0: And
1: he'll wink <laughs> at you.
0: <laughs> Reaching the loading docks where they believed Illex to be, Lotus perched up on top of a building to survey the area as Ivo and Jason drove into the work zone if you were an Illex, where would you be kidnapped?
3: Um, probably at like a racing event.
0: We could drive around a bit more, maybe get a different vantage point.
3: I see a sedan here, and the only people that I might think were doing, uh, would be driving a sedan is people doing something akin to a uniform check, if you get my drift.
0: Right. In an attempt to take out the guards. Ivo decided to run them down with his car, but maneuverability was tight, and Ivo wrecked. I got a four.
1: Okay. Jeez. So, <laughs> So you rev up the engine, and you start speeding towards these guys, and you kind of catch the corner of one of these ramps and you try and jerk the wheel back straight and as you plow into one of them you also plow into this fucking garage door
0: that then just opens up like a can opener the car smashed into the storage unit where ilix and sketch were being held
2: okay so uh you know that that commercial with the puppy like i was thinking like you know because i love that commercial you know the one i'm talking about right
1: no, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
2: It, it, it plays literally every time I walk up to your place. The one with the puppy. It's real sad. It, I mean, like, it's it's kind of heartwarming, but, like, you know, the dog gets old. Like, you know, over You don't the pay length, for the a fucking
1: or... ad blocker?
2: No. I, I mean, it, I, I can't afford that shit. Any, anyways, like, so uh, I was thinking, like, it would be cool if, like, the next time they did one of those, it's like, um, you know, they, they lean
1: and into they it. And then Wham! you are thrown against the back of this thing and i think that everything goes black
0: time to die podcast network presents eclipse crater of corruption
1: Lotus, you um, have these uh, new viewfinders that you just got from uh, the Gold Arm store. And you're watching this and Ivo, like Ivo is wont to do, spectacularly crashes into this overhead door. And um, you watch as he takes out one of the guards, but what do you want to do in this moment? Like he just careens through this overhead door And You can't see where the vehicle is, but you understand that the situation is bad.
3: Lotus would like to keep his eyes peeled to see if there seems to be anyone other than that guard, like, responding to this.
1: Okay, so we are going to cut to Ivo. Ivo, there is smoke. um, Like, you can see that there is just like debris in the air and you're kind of like shaking yourself too and then all of a sudden you hear gunfire and everything seems to be kind of going in slow motion and you look over to your right at Hosh and he is breathing but he seems like he's probably unconscious at this point like he's slumped over um, like his, his forehead is resting on the dash and you hear gunfire behind you but you also see that off to the left of this shipping container that you've crashed into, there is another gentleman who has this um, machine pistol and he sort of sprays a line of bullets across the front engine compartment of your car. What would you like to do, Ivo?
0: You said he's shooting the front of my car?
1: Yep. and he's walking towards you. And you know that there is also one guard still behind you and you've definitely heard him shoot. You're not really sure at what. You assume the vehicle, but again, it's hard to tell. You're pretty disoriented.
0: Is the vehicle running?
1: Roll me 2d6. Let's see. Six. No, it is not running currently.
0: I press the button as I'm ducking down to not get hit by these...
1: Um, It just, like, you hear it like it's trying to turn over, but, like, nothing is happening. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're pressing it over, and it's just, like making that noise like it wants to turn over and then it'll click a couple of times and whatever's going on, it doesn't seem to be good. And Hosh is still um, unconscious.
0: Is the windshield intact or not? Um, It seems to be partially intact. I'm going to grab him by the collar and kind of shove him down under the dashboard and then I'm going to pull out my big gun and uh, I'm going to shoot... To clear out the rest of this windshield and try to shoot the guy with just regular bullets and you said this has a grenade launcher on it right yep okay so i'll start with the regular bullets you
1: go ahead and roll me meat to shoot this street sweeper um at this guy
0: (laughs) seven total of seven
1: okay you blast this thing, but the way that this street sweeper works, like you can see that these like um, these like pulses of power are going up through these like circular, what maybe are magnets, and like they're glowing with this bright blue energy, and they're moving closer to the end of the barrel, and it's speeding up as it does that, and this giant like blue light shoots out the end of this, and it rips through the arm and shoulder of the the guy that was just shooting at you and you see the gun clatters to the ground and there is nothing there there's just blood spouting from this giant gaping wound on the right side of his torso and then now the glass is all broken oh yeah like it, it completely shatters out like um the concussion from the end of this barrel is immense and it like kind of launches you back into your seat as you do that um however as you do that, you are hit by something. Like it hits you in the shoulder, and like it feels funny at first, but then it hurts immensely. And uh, you can take two harm um, as your shoulder just like is aching, and you can still hear gunfire from behind you. What would you like to
0: do? Fuck! God damn it! I grab the pistol. And, uh, I'm carrying both guns at this point, but the pistols, so I don't have to have any wind-up time, and I'm going to kind of hurl myself out the front windshield across the hood and try to make my way into this container area. Okay. Using my car as cover. Why don't you go
1: ahead and roll me cool? Um, cause, like, there's gunfire going off, but, like... It seems like this this guy doesn't have a very good angle at you or maybe is just firing blindly. And then eventually you hear the gunfire stop as you decide to like leap up and do this. So go ahead. Eight for cool. Okay. So you um, slide your way out and you're sort of um, shimming your way down the hood of this car. And when you get to the um, doors of this uh, of this shipping container. You go to start trying to pry it open, and it seems like you have damaged the door pretty immensely with the car accident, and so like you're going to need some time to try and uh, get this open, and probably some tools. Like this thing is fucked. But there's no shooting right now. Um. Well, now that you have tried that, and uh, you hear a gun racking a bullet, and you assume that the guy was just reloading, and the shooting begins again.
0: Okay, where can I get to cover?
1: Um, I mean, you can duck down um, on either side of your vehicle. Like, realistically, uh, it would make more sense for you to go to the passenger side, because it seems like this guy is shooting from the driver's side, so you want to get as much vehicle in between you and him as possible.
0: I'm going to dive to the passenger side to get for cover, and then uh, if there's any pause, I'm going to have this thing wound up and pop a shot. Why don't you
1: roll me uh, whatever you think would make the most sense for uh, noticing where somebody's at. Seven. Okay. You can kind of tell the general direction, but you haven't actually seen this guy since you've crashed through the building, like, you think that you'd probably have to make your way through the broken part of the door, or at least closer to the broken part of the door, where you'll have a better visual.
0: I need some time to think, so I'm gonna try and get around back and see if I can spot this shooter.
1: Um, yeah, you can now. Like, he's sort of, um, he's sort of crouched down and using the, uh, the embankment that comes up to this dock... Um, like, he's using that for cover. You know what I mean. So he's like down, um, lower on the berm, um, off to the, off to the left side. Well, it would be your right. Sorry, Lotus. Um, you are watching through your binoculars, and you you see um, that there is plenty of gunfire going on. Um, it's kind of hard to tell what's going on inside of the building, but you see that there is one guard. And he just keeps, you know, reloading his rifle and just shooting at the car more and more and more. And you haven't seen Ivo or Jason or Ilex or anybody. Um, what would you like to do?
3: I'd like to roll an assess quickly. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I rolled a two on the dice. So I'm guessing all I see is that dude shooting.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you you don't really have anything else that you can think of to do other than maybe take a stupidly long shot with an assault rifle for no apparent reason. Uh, but I mean, like the chances of you hitting are none. Almost. you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's there's no fucking way.
3: Yeah, I'm going to uh, try to open a com with uh,
1: with Ivo. Ivo Lotus starts, uh, trying to talk at you.
3: <laughs> and while I do that, I am gonna just fire off a couple rounds towards this guy. Uh, hoping to at least provide, like, suppressing fire of some sort.
1: Uh, you don't even think that the bullets are getting there. You see that there's so much drop, like, you can hear them, you know, pinging off of the roofs of other buildings, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. maybe... 300 meters away at most. This rifle is not fucking built for that shit.
3: Yeah. So I'll probably fire off a a few rounds and notice that and then stop. Ivo, Ivo, you there? I'm a little busy here. Uh, okay, but you're alive. Good. I'm, I'm gonna try and get to you. Um, I don't see anyone else coming to you guys, but this rifle's not gonna cut it from up here. Like, I'm gonna try and get to a rooftop up closer to you, okay?
0: Keep an eye out for any way to get out of here, cause I don't know if I can get the car to start.
3: Uh, okay. I'll... T- see what I can do.
1: Ivo, we're gonna cut back to you. What would you like to do at this point? Like, your car is... Definitely not going to be drivable at this point. Like, you... Your tires are flat. Like, this thing has been riddled with fucking bullets at this point.
0: The gunfire lets me know where the guy is, and I feel safe in this spot. So until I hear a reload, I'm just gonna hold tight, and uh, I kind of want to just see if there's any way I can tell how much ammo I have left and stuff like that. Assess myself.
1: So you have um, you have eight shots left in the uh, in the shotgun portion of the shotgun, and
0: you have uh, two of those grenades in the tube. I need to save that. I'm gonna hold tight until I hear maybe a potential reload, and then I'm gonna do something.
1: Alright, you you hear, uh, you hear the gunfire stop, and you, um, at this point, because you're at the end of the car and you're really focusing on it, you can hear this guy is, you know, fumbling around with the magazine, you know, dropping one on the ground, and then quickly trying to get another one in there, so go ahead and make your move.
0: Okay. I'm running in. I'm gonna be winding as I go. Okay. Yeah. That's a six for cool, or meat. Either one. You shoot, and it just flies
1: just above this guy. He's sort of like laying on his back, quickly trying to get this magazine in, and when he pops it in, he points his gun at you, and he fires, and your chest just explodes as you watch these bullets hit you, and you... You try and, like, hold your blood in, but it's just leaking out, and you fall down onto your knees, and you sort of look back at your car, and you look around for a second, and then you just fall flat on your face. And, Ivo, you are dead. Well, shit. And, Lotus, you are sprinting over, um, and... You hear that the gunfire stops, and you know, you're know you continuing to run as fast as you can. Go ahead and roll me meat um, to see how fast you're running at this point. Four. Okay, so you hear another gunshot, and then maybe 10 minutes later, you arrive um, where you can sort of look around the corner, and you can see that Ivo is face down on this loading ramp and there is a tremendous amount of blood around him and you see that the street sweeper is out in front of him maybe five feet like somebody probably kicked it away Um, you also would notice that uh, there is a guy and he's sort of like pacing around on the inside of the garage
3: I would like to grenade launcher him okay go ahead and roll me Yeah,
1: why not? Five. Okay. So you launch this grenade and it hits right in front of the loading dock and it just obliterates Ivo's body. And also the Street Sweeper 9000. And then the guy that's inside like looks at you and he raises his rifle and he rushes towards the uh, towards the opening in this uh, overhead door. What would you like to do, Lotus?
3: Yep, I'm shooting, then. I'm gonna put this man down. Alright, go ahead and roll meat. Can I roll cool instead? As it lets you remain calm and focused in stressful situations.
1: Yeah, okay, I will let you, since this is like, ultimate clutch. Like, this is Michael Jordan flu game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is even more crazy because, you know, you're gonna die if you don't uh, kill this man.
3: Come on, big money, no way, Ah, Six, two is
1: eight, plus two is 10. Huzzah! Oh shit, okay. So you squeeze the trigger and you watch as the uh, fire erupts from the barrel of this gun and you just see this enormous hole appears right around his right hip area, and then a second enormous hole appears right below where his, uh, where his Adam's apple is, and his head just falls right in between that crevice that was created, and it sort of like sits there like praying before he falls to the ground. What would you like to do, Lotus?
3: Okay, things are not great. The car isn't exploded though yet. Um I'm going to go check out the car.
1: Um so you walk over to the car and you see that uh Jason is bleeding from the head. There's blood everywhere. Um it looks like he was executed inside of the passenger seat. Okay.
3: Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh the fuck did they crash into? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna make my way to the shipping
1: container. Illix, you open up one eye and you can hear somebody messing with the door of the shipping container. (laughs) Uh,
2: You you hear that sketch? Sounds like Ivo's here. That's the only person I could think of that would have rammed into us like that
1: Lotus you definitely hear Illix inside <clears throat> I start uh pounding on the door Then
2: it looks that you
3: yeah yeah we're, we're in here sketch sketch yeah you you and sketch are you, are you guys okay are you like you're not bleeding out you're not shot
2: I, I mean I am bleeding out but I'm I'm not shot um sketch why don't you answer me man
1: um, Lotus, do you have anything that you can use to pry this uh, door open?
3: I have my rifle.
1: Make sure to lube up
2: all the hinges with the blood that's all around. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's not, like, a padlock on it or anything.
1: No, um, the reason you can't get inside is because the the front of it is sort of crumpled over the door, and so you just have to be able to, like, get this wedged open.
3: Uh, yeah, definitely not thinking about how dumb this fucking idea is. I'm going to
1: try and use the rifle. Okay, go ahead and roll me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, nine! Huzzah! For okay. Success. You, it takes a while. Like, this is not a quick thing. Like, Elix you're still trying to, you know, get Sketch's attention. And after a few minutes of of... You know, trying to talk to him and Lotus, you know, reassuring you that everything will be fine. He's able to sort of wrench the door open, and some light shines through. And Illex, you can see that there is a tremendous amount of blood coming from Sketch's head, and you, you, you don't think that he is breathing currently?
2: Oh no, no, Sketch, no, fuck. Lotus, get in here.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna squeeze through.
1: You, uh, you do that, and you can go in, and uh, you can cut Illix free of his of his bonds. Yes, okay, sir.
3: Okay. Uh, Illix, we gotta get out of here, and I think our best bet is going quietly, if we can.
2: Yeah, as you're saying that to me, I'm kind of, like, pushing past you and going over to, uh, to Sketch to try to administer any sort of aid, if possible, or to at least look at his wounds.
1: So you kind of turn him over, and um, as soon as you do that, you can see that his, his skull is so fractured that his, his brain is exposed at this point. Like, you do not think that, that Sketch is alive in any capacity.
2: Yeah, I, I wince and kind of put my good hand over my mouth and kind of halfway over my eye. And um I I then sort of um step to leave out of there, but then kind of take a half step back and um kind of pat him on the shoulder. And then um then I, I start to to get out of there and follow Lotus. And I, I can barely see anything, just tears are coming out everywhere. Lotus,
1: um you are trying to help Illix um, out, and you're making your way over this wreckage that is the car, and you look and you see that the, the vehicle, um, that this sedan was definitely hit, but it also appears as though uh, it might be drivable. Like, there is definite damage to it. Like, it was hit in the front end, but... Um, most of these vehicles now um, in this time period are rear to mid-engine vehicles so so long as there isn't any significant damage to the axles you think that you might be able to take it out of here
3: okay Uh, how good at driving are you? can you drive Um, you think?
2: I've never driven before in my life And this, and I hold up my hand that's, like, um, missing, uh, what is it, two fingers, and then, like, one of them is, like, bent backwards and, you know, all fucked up, and everything's, like, covered in blood.
3: Okay.
1: Lotus, you get a message from Royceine Daggers, and it says, um, meet me at your father's house. Uh, I will
3: send her a text back that reads i'd rather meet you in hell and i block her number all right <laughs> and uh i'm going to usher elix into the car and i'm going to try and drive this
2: <laughs> did he not make it through the crash
3: uh, the crash he made it through but then there was a lot of gunfire I, I'm surprised you didn't hear it in there
2: uh, no I, I got knocked out he kind of did his thing and uh, it knocked me out man it knocked me out
3: that might have saved your life
2: what good this extra ten minutes will get me. Come on, let's get out of here.
1: Yep. Lotus, you get a call this time. And it is from your father.
3: Uh, okay. I will answer that and say mm, nice of you to get in touch. Uh, I'm a bit busy right now though can this wait
1: Anderson this cannot wait I need you to meet up with Miss Daggers you're going to board a ship you are going to earth immediately
3: mm-hmm. you got two tickets on that
1: uh... done show up here now
3: Well, see, the thing is, I'm kind of in a tight spot. I figured you might be watching it, actually.
1: I know, Lotus.
3: Yeah. Hey, you finally called me by my name.
1: Do you understand the gravity of this situation now?
3: (laughs) Alright.
2: I kind of lean over, and I'm, like, still half-crying, and I'm like, Hi, Mr. Zerka."
3: I, uh, turn my head towards... Illix so that my dad can get a good look at just how fucked up elix is right now. I wave with my bad hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there as soon as I can.
1: On second thought, no. Go to the airport. Wait in the overnight parking lot. Rossine will meet you there.
3: Uh, okay. I- I'd like to start driving at this point. Yeah, okay. While I'm still on the call? Yeah,
1: alright. No problem. Uh
3: and, um, would you mind, you know, filling me in on what the fuck is going on? And how you know her, and why she is not either stabbing you or having you stab her?
1: We were making a play, Anderson. And it didn't work, as you can see. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't expect any of her place to work. But, like, really, Dad, I, I would have expected you to be smarter than to team up with her.
1: How do you think that Corvo Smalley found out about the things he could find in New You?
3: Probably not her.
1: Oh, well, maybe Little Bird told her some things, and maybe she passed them along, and perhaps... Chance, well, definitely chance, was what got you involved, because I didn't think for a second that Sixth Street would hire you idiots to... That doesn't matter anymore.
3: You know, you say that as though we failed at getting the information, though. We did get their information.
1: If you can't keep it with your life, what good is it?
0: Well,
3: you can always take down... People that you need to. Um,
2: I think Elix would probably just, um, after being in the comfortable seat of the car, he's probably just uh, gonna turn the heater on because he's got the chills from losing so much blood, and he's just gonna shut his eyes and, and have a little nap.
1: So you get to this parking spot, Lotus. Like you don't understand. Like why? Why is this so easy? And. You're waiting there for I don't know 15, 20 minutes, and you see this very expensive-looking sedan pull up, and it uh, parks very close to you. And you would imagine that um, that for somebody to you know make such a such a beeline to directly to your vehicle must be tracking you somehow, and you watch as the headlights shut off and the door opens and Lotus, your nemesis, Rosine Daggers, steps out and she uh, closes the door very slowly and walks with a with a purpose and she kind of takes a hair tie off of her wrist and she ties her hair back into a pony and uh, she walks over and raps on the window for you to roll it down.
3: I rolled the window down. Hmm. So,
1: you and my dad, huh? Yes, it's been uh, quite lucrative, if I should say myself. Or is the old fucker still back at the house? No, at this point, he's made his way to an off-lunar site. Because, well, as you know, things have gone not the way we were hoping they would. Now, that has a lot to do with how loud Torvo decided to be about his heist, but also, well, it just didn't work. We booked you a private shuttle. You'll be leaving in about, and she'll, uh, kind of stare absently for a second. Twenty minutes. I hope you don't have anything that you need here, or anything pressing...
3: I haven't had anything here for the past uh, 17 years.
1: Fair enough. Well, get your friend into the car.
3: <clears throat> Illux, hey. Yeah, yeah. We're going. Uh,
1: okay. Lead the way, man. So you pull around and you go to this security gate and um, you watch as Racine barely rolls down her window and just just sticks this small card out it and uh the um guard that's there takes it and slides it into a receptacle pulls it back out and hands it back to Rosine and she continues to drive and she goes down these this long corridor and it uh Eventually brings you to this large hangar that has this gleaming, um, bright chrome-colored Galactic Frontier ship. You see that uh, there is there is a couple of of uh, staff members that are waiting on either side of the of the stairwell that leads you up into this um, into this rocket and they kind of avert their eyes when they see like how fucked up both of you look at this moment when i see them when i see them divert
2: their eyes i hold up my hand and i'm like you know how they keep the rubber bands on, on lobster claws make sure those stay on or you'll regret it and i hold it up to the guy's face <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: He kind of, like, uh, like gags a little bit and sort of uh, tries to avert his eyes even more, and um, you then uh, make your way into this uh, very nice-looking um, area that has these, like, pods, almost like the sleep pods that are on the train and around uh, that area that you normally it, um, inhabit. Does it say... Um where the destination is. I know
2: you said Earth when uh, you were talking on the car earlier, but um, like when I
1: noticed that the, the vehicle is... Uh, um... Yeah, when you would get to, uh, near your sleep pod, you would uh, see that it's running you down the checklist and uh, it is taking you to Juarez, Mexico. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, well, I got off the moon. <laughs> Thought I'd be going out further.
3: Don't worry about it, Elix. Uh, You can make it out way further than the moon.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Let's get the fuck out of here.
1: We will flash forward to two weeks later, and Hannah is in Ivo's apartment, and she says, Harem, Dinner's ready. Come on, it's getting cold. You know, two weeks isn't that long. Ivo could still come back, you know. Bordsec said it's not uncommon for Kalis folks to lay low from time to time. Do you really believe that? Sec doesn't give a damn about Kalis. Ivo isn't coming back. I'm still going to check the garage. Someone who knows something will show up eventually. Or an assassin will. You're a grown woman. I'm not in any position to tell you right from wrong. Clearly my ability to pass on judgment is lacking. It's not your fault, you know. You know, the first time I ever took Ivo to the track was the Cyberdyne 250. Katie Barnes was doing what Katie did. Ivo would jump up, holler, and wave his sign. Katie led for 200 laps. His crew was pristine for those first 200 anything less than a perfect pit leaves room to pass. Ivo was crushed when Barnes fell back to fourth place. But I told Ivo these are the moments KD has made his name in. Kyle Deschamps Barnes rose to adversity. He was a winner. And like a winner, he found himself in second place, drafting off Brett Coward. But Kid Chris is a hell of a racer, too. Brett swerving back and forth, fighting to keep the lead until turn eight. The final turn, KD rushed inside, tires. Bouncing over the curb. Risky in an off camber turn. Incredibly so. When Coward oversteered to avoid, he bumped KD. The greatest racer to ever live. Had all four tires leave the ground until a stone popped the front driver's tire bouncing just enough to flip the car. Boy, did it flip. Katie Barnes was trapped in a 10,000-pound tumble before the track wall arrested his momentum. i would never heard the air leave a place so quickly. Not one soul cheered as Brett Coward. Meet the greatest racer to have ever lived. No. No, they watched as Kepler's greatest son was pride unmoving from the mangled wreckage that was his car. He didn't even make it to the hospital. Ivo had nightmares for years. I suspect I will too.
0: thanks for listening everyone thank you for your support of our show and thanks to everyone who's spent time with us in our discord chatting, becoming our friends and making everything we've done with these shows worth the time and effort we really appreciate it and we've enjoyed it immensely we'll see you on the next adventure